Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and you are listening to episode 72. And on this week's show, we are going to be discussing the new film from failed blockbuster director Ryan Johnson, returning from the ashes with his new whodunit, Knives Out. And we are also going to be discussing the new Disney Plus original Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. First four episodes have aired as of the time of this recording, so we will be discussing those later in the show. But first things first, I am going to be welcoming my co-host, as always, Travis. The one and only. The one and only. The the second and only (laughs) is uh, not with us. Uh, He, with it being the holidays... He had family in town, and then he's currently, if he's not on a plane now, he's going to be soon to a conference in Vegas. Right. So just seeing the movie alone was difficult, but... Let alone making the time to record. Yeah. It just didn't happen. <laughs> and with it being Thanksgiving week slash weekend, unable to procure a replacement guest. So when was the last time we did a show, just me and you? I feel like it was earlier this year. I can't remember which episode it was, though. Earlier this year? I feel like we had a guest every time Tom was MIA. I feel like there was one. but The I only remember. one I can think of is Split. No, we've done Ready Player One. We did just us two. Really? There wasn't yeah, anybody else was on that? place with uh, like Paris and stuff in that little room. Oh, <laughs> and it was just me and you in there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have like forgotten. one recently here, but... Not recently, but sometime this year. This whole year's kind of flown by. So. Oh, I know. Tell me about it, dude. All right. Well, anyway, so this episode is just going to be the two of us. But before we get into our reviews, tell me about your Thanksgiving, Travis. How was it? Um, It was pretty standard. Nothing too eventful. Just went over to Chelsea's mom's house. Uh, had the traditional fair. It was a pretty small crowd. Um, everyone ate too much and then passed out in the living room around... 5 30 or so <laughs> and then everyone just kind of lounged around a bit more and then that was about it watched some football uh watched part of the grinch the jim carrey one mm, the, um, the christmas classic oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was about it nice what about you uh Haley's mom is in town from florida it's her first time on the west coast so she went with us to thanksgiving with my family got to meet the parents fit right in it was a ton of fun uh my aunt and uncle were there too so i think there were like nine of us total similar thing to say food watch football it wasn't snowing up there or anything was Mm-mm. it no it was very cold she, her mom was having a hard time yeah. with the cold because <laughs> it's probably like 75 degrees in florida right now but we had a good time um the day after thanksgiving we also stayed up in blaine and we went to silver reef casino Nice. On the Lummy Nation tribe land. <clears throat> had to scratch that itch. Oh, yeah. From Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't been there since I was 21. And uh, Haley left $230 ahead. My mom left uh, like $180 ahead. And I left $40 in the hole. Nice. <laughs> I pulled out 40 bucks <laughs> and uh, spent it. Did you lose it immediately or did you have a good time? No, it, it went up and down. At one point, I won like 28 bucks, and mm. I was like feeling good. I got that high. Yeah. And then I just spent it all in that same machine and lost <laughs> it. Uh, and then I had to watch. I was playing a machine. I cashed out. I had like 10 bucks left. Then Haley played the machine next to me, and she was 
crushing it. That's where she won all of her money. I just kept watching her win. She was getting free spins and bonuses. Oh, man. So I was like, man, I need to get back on this machine. Put my last 10 bucks in. Threw it yeah. all away. So then I just spent the last 30 minutes just kind of <laughs> watching everybody else gamble. Was there any cool machines? Or I mean, probably nothing like Vegas, I guess. No, I mean, they, they have some newer machines. Um, none of my favorites that I found like in Vegas. Mm. But they have like a Sir Mix-a-Lot slot machine <laughs> so it's like the bonus is you get three like peaches that are wearing like thongs so it looks like they're butts like the peach emoji you get three of those and that triggers the bonus game i didn't get to play the bonus oh, game man. i put like five bucks into that machine and just wash it all <laughs> go away but it's it's cool it's not the biggest casino but i mean we're in washington state and it's in outside of ferndale washington yeah. like <laughs> but uh we had a good time we brought our cat for his first uh, trip, we're trying to get him like accustomed to being in a carrier and in a car and stuff since we're going to be driving to Florida whenever we move. And uh, he did not enjoy it. He meowed the whole time in the car. He got so worked up that he was panting because they like cats can't sweat. So he just got really, his heartbeat was up. <laughs> so he was just panting with his mouth open. Poor little guy. And then we got to my parents' place. Was it like a cry meow? Like a different, different than his normal meow? Uh, um, a little bit. Because when our cats take car rides, they sound like they're being tortured. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, he did not enjoy it. And then we, we got to my parents' place, and uh, I have a nephew. He's like three and a half, and Morrissey was terrified of him. <laughs> so we let him out, and the first place he went was behind the washer and dryer. And he was just stuck oh, back God. there. He wouldn't come out. So we had to like pull it out. I had to climb back there, and he was shoved in the corner. So I had to grab him by the collar and like drag him out. And then we kept him in uh, the bedroom where Haley's mom was staying. And he spent the whole two days we were there hiding under the bed and would barely come out. He finally started to get used to being there after Drew went to bed. So like yeah. when we would wake up in the morning, he would be like have the zoomies and run around the hallway and play and stuff. And then as soon as Drew woke up, he went back to hiding. So you guys should have just had a kid less work. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's back at home now. So he's feeling good. That's good. Yeah. So that was, that was basically it. Haley's mom is still in town. She leaves tomorrow. So I think they're going to Pike. No, Pike Place is tomorrow. They're going to the Chihuly glass oh, exhibit. Cool. And then they're going to get sushi or something somewhere. So, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Nice. Did been you playing. do any uh, Black Friday shopping? No. No. I, I had to splurge on some Blu-rays. Yeah, of course you did. I looked. I wasn't. too. I almost pulled the trigger on uh, I think Aquaman I was like eight bucks. Yeah, I, al I almost I pulled that. the trigger on that. You didn't already have it? No. <laughs> I got the uh, Fast and the Furious collection, one through seven. I, that's the one I, I have. I have eight digitally, but that was only like 13 bucks. Is that the one that the cover is like a steering wheel? Did you get it yet? Or you just yeah. It? No, I just ordered it. But okay. it was so cheap. I was like, it was like $2 a movie or something like that. I was like, I got to just pull the trigger i bought that and i have watched four five six and seven and that's it yeah because i hadn't seen the other movies so oh okay five is i don't really like four four is one of my least favorites no four sucks that's the first one that vin diesel came back right yeah yeah no that movie sucks. i got uh into the spider verse i almost it was like what 12 bucks or something i got the blu-ray is only six fucking loser. it just it depended on what the the price difference was for me going 4k or blu-ray 12 12 wasn't low enough no when you can get the blue for six it's 50 to 50 percent savings right there just to get the blu-ray <laughs> half the k's though <laughs> <laughs> i got aquaman i got us i got 
Fallout, Mission Impossible. Mm, mm-hmm. I got a Star is Born. Wait, you already had Fallout? Or did you just have like a digital code? You have Fallout on your Crackle or whatever that no, is. No, I got Rogue Nation and I don't have the newest Fallout's one. not on there? I don't no. think so. They're all the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> got a Star is Born. Finally got Die Hard. Never owned Oh, that. the 40th or the 30th anniversary yeah. 4K or whatever? I got the Blu-ray. It was only four bucks. <laughs> Got Shape of Water and Three Billboards. Nice. That was my haul this year. All the recent uh, classics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tried to stay away. I didn't want to send any money that I don't have. Didn't get any Criterions either. Yeah, me neither. It was pretty disappointing this year. Like, a lot of the sales this year were just, like, repeats of last year. Mm -hmm. Like, the Peanuts movie was on sale again, but didn't need to buy it because I already bought it last year. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was it was pretty lackluster. I didn't buy anything outside of Blu-rays. Nothing really tickled out. your fancy. No. Nope. Yeah, I I tried not to look too much because I didn't want to be tempted. But yeah, I stayed away. I was strong. I might look for a PS4 headset though tomorrow. Yeah. Because I'm getting sick of using my Xbox One on the PlayStation. Why? What's wrong with it when you use it? It's just really quiet. Everything's maxed out like volume wise, but it's still really quiet, and it's probably. I don't know if it's like the jack connection or something is different, but it's just not loud enough. Do you play enough on PlayStation to... Mm, I mean, you're thinking about it, so you feel like it's warranted. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know. If if the price is right, I'll pop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much juice realistically could you squeeze out of Apex at this point? came out in February, right? Yeah, it's still going strong. You're still no, no slowing down? Well, I'm getting slightly frustrated with the game lately. I don't know if you heard about it, but Mm-mm. they introduced SBMM, skill-based Fuck. matchmaking. <laughs> oh, so do, is it based on your, your overall level? Or? I don't know what they base it off of, but you're getting matched up with more difficult players. Or, like, there's not a good, like, gap of skill, I guess, anymore. It's all Everyone's relatively Everyone's pretty good. So, like, it almost feels like ranked and pubs are the exact same which there should be a difference yeah yeah they should i don't know i get it for like the casual players and it probably makes sense for them but people who play it a lot and like want easier games sometimes like they're not going to get them as often so it's going to be a little just uh yeah not going to play it as much i guess (laughs) (laughs) they might fix it though it sounds like people are complaining so yeah i'm thinking about uh, getting back into fortnite no way. My sister is super into it. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to play it with her. Oh, okay. She's put like 160 hours into it on her Switch. Nice. And she's pretty decent. It's funny. My dad taught her how to play. Like, he didn't physically, like, show her, but he, like, helped her with strategy. He was oh, like, yeah. when you shoot, you got to move and shoot at the same time and all this stuff. Because he used to play Halo with me oh, back in yeah. the day. So he, like, kind of knows. knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> was he teaching her to leader shots, too? He, I don't think he's that good. Uh, okay. It's it's literally as simple as move and shoot. Don't stand still. That's all I got. <laughs> totally, I totally got. changed your game. <laughs> um, so yeah, I could see that though. Playing just because someone else you'd want to play games with is mm-hmm. playing it. And, and Fortnite's fun. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's not 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 now. That Apex is out. Yeah, I don't know. The whole building thing always was a barrier for me. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah. Um, besides that, just been playing a shitload of Pokemon. Nice. Did I've, you beat it? I am <laughs> on the final, like, 
champion series so like i've got all the eight badges and now i'm like doing the the equivalent of like the elite four or whatever did you used right. to play pokemon back yeah. in the day the equivalent of that it's like a tournament thing where then you get to fight the champion or whatever um but there's lots of post game stuff any of the so. classic 150 or 151 in this one or yeah i mean not a ton um growlith is in there nice pikachu obviously so let's hear your uh your six your loadout you're probably not going to know any of them uh <laughs> Appleton? Nope. So there's this new Pokemon called Applin. Can you guess what he is? An apple? Yep. <laughs> He's literally an apple. <laughs> and uh, he has two evolutions. So like one is unique to shield, which I have, and then one is unique to, to sword. Oh, so okay. in my game, he's Appleton, and he's literally an apple pie dragon. He's like a big dragon with like his back looks like an apple pie. He's dope. And then Haley is using uh, Flapple, and it's a flying apple. It's like he cracked open an apple and then put wings on it. He oh, looks okay. kind of stupid, but I'm using him. I'm using Dunkelbur or something. He's like a big, dumb fighting Pokemon that carries like tree trunks <laughs> as his weapons. Um, who else I got? I'm using. Do you uh, nickname your Pokemon? No, no. Thank they God. actually added in this game. You can turn that off so that every time you catch a Pokemon, it doesn't give you like. Do you want to give them a nickname? Uh, okay. You can just straight up turn that off. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Scorch. He's a uh, like a fire centipede. He's pretty good. Uh, bear Tick. He's a giant polar bear. Um, I have this stupid blade Pokemon called Aegislash. He's literally a ghost sword. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty rad and then uh, i think i have one more but i mean I it kind of makes sense at this point that they're just doing these ridiculous ones because there's really only so many ideas <laughs> some can... of the, some of the new pokemon are pretty cool i mean apple pie dragon is pretty dope i'll have to show you a picture of him um so yeah just been doing that not much just working yeah that's all that's been going on with me anything nice. else you want to mention before we dive into our uh knives out review that's about it. All right, let's fucking do this thing. We have a clip. Let's go ahead and listen. Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I read your profile in The New Yorker. I found it delightful. I just buried my 85-year-old father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I'm here at the behest of a client. Who? I cannot say, but let me assure you this. My presence will be ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. All right. Knives Out is the latest film from writer and director Ryan Johnson, who is responsible for Star Wars The Last Jedi, Looper, and Brick. Plot synopsis reads, a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. Film stars, everybody, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, your boy Jaden's in this one. Jaden? Jaden. Who's that? From Book of Henry. Oh, and uh, Midnight yeah, Special. Okay. That's not my guy. He's your guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, this movie has been... Uh, we've had trailers of this movie out for months now. I've been oh, pretty yeah. pretty excited for it. We're all big Flash Jedi fans on this show. Um, yeah, some people aren't. 
Yes, that's <laughs> that is very true. Some people not fans of the I last Jedi. I almost forgot how bad that backlash was mm-hmm. until recently when I like have just like seen comments or stuff regarding like Star Wars or Ryan Johnson and people fucking hate that movie. I feel like the the well, Star Wars fans hate that movie. Yeah. Some at least. There's a very vocal group of Last Jedi haters. I kind of feel like there's kind of a weird mood around Rise of Skywalker right now because there's a, there's those people who hated The Last Jedi. Yeah. And then there's the people who love The Last Jedi that feel like they're kind of going to retcon everything that made The Last Jedi good right. and just make it like a, a cream dream for all the fucking nerds, <laughs> the Star Wars nerds out there. But we can get into that a little bit more when we discuss The Mandalorian. But yeah. uh, with this one, we're going to do a pretty brief general discussion of knives out this is a whodunit so it's very focused on the details the little twists and turns so we'll give some quick general impressions but we'll uh, pretty quickly move into spoilers there will be a disclaimer we'll do our star ratings and stuff um you want me to go first or you want to go first on this one um i'll go first let's hear it um so i liked it a lot um can't really find any faults in it it does what it's trying to do pretty well um especially within the genre um the cast is amazing but you kind of got that even before seeing the movie just going into it seeing the trailer you knew it was going to be star-studded and a lot of good actors in there um so that wasn't really a surprise um maybe we can talk about our favorites later Mm -hmm. Um, I thought he did a good job of keeping like the, the twists under wraps and just like the plot itself. I was pretty much, or it pretty much kept me guessing the whole time. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, uh, really entertaining and couldn't have had a more perfect release time. What a perfect movie to go see with your family. Yeah, for sure. It's a myself, but <laughs> Could not have been better. Saw it with my family. Just kidding. I was by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. The crowd, my crowd was pretty into it. Yeah. Um, I will say I also really enjoyed it. Um, there are two things that kind of bring it down a little bit for me, which we can talk about in more detail and spoilers. But I really love... It gives you the... It's so well written in the sense that it is a mystery murder, right? So there's lots of little like breadcrumbs that are sprinkled as you go through that get tied in towards the end. And they let you kind of make some educated guesses about what's going to happen or something will happen in the plot. And you remember, okay, well, what about this? How does that tie in? How do they explain that? And there really weren't any loose ends by the end of it that I could remember. Like there were a couple of things that I picked up on that I was like, wait, this isn't explained by where the plot is right now. And then they would find a way to tie into it. Um, so really good time. Um, performances are good. I will say, I think the cast might be a little too big because some of my favorite actors are in this thing, like Michael Shannon and uh, uh, Tony Collette's great. But since yeah. the cast is so big and we'll get into it a little bit more later as well, but there is a central character that is the through line. Um, so without spoiling anything, because of that, some of the f- uh, bigger name actors like Michael Shannon and Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff, they're not given as much screen time. Yeah. And I really liked everybody. So th- when they do show up, it- it's fun. Um, really well-written characters. They're all very different and kind of idiosyncratic. Um, it's a good problem to have in a yeah. movie. <laughs> Jaden Martell, I mean, he's not like a big name actor or anything, but he is barely in this thing. 
Yeah. He's, he's mostly just he kind of there on his phone. Maybe two speaking scenes. Yeah. And they're both. That was one thing. This isn't really a spoiler, but they kind of frame the youngest people in the household as kind of political opposites. So like Catherine Langford's character gets referred to as like an SJW, a social justice warrior. She's going to like a liberal <laughs> arts school. And then they call Jade Martell's character an alt-right troll, a, a budding Nazi. Like you don't really see a ton of it. They didn't really explore that. So I wasn't a huge fan of like that dynamic because it doesn't really have anything well, to say about that. They don't really have much character development beyond that either like that is their character right they are their kind of derogatory title sjw and all right troll is kind of and then all their scenes are pretty much in service of the plot i mean a lot of the movies in service of the plot but the movie is mostly plot there's some fun character work yeah um but that stuff was really enjoyable um i mean not specifically the the politics stuff there are some other threads of politics that are kind of weave throughout one of which is one of the issues that I had with the movie. So we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but really fun cast keeps you guessing. Um, there is a rather long exposition dump towards the end of the movie that was fun and it fits the genre, but I couldn't help but feeling like, okay, this movie is just explaining. This is the scene where the whole thing gets explained and every little piece is tied together. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little neat. But that's kind of par for the course with what he's trying to emulate here. Right. I listened to an interview with him regarding this movie, and he was saying, like, that's one of his favorite parts of the genre is, like, the huge, like, reveal or, like, the the detective, like, plotting it all out or spilling all the beans or putting everything together. And he said in some movies, it'll they'll last, like, a good 20, 30 minutes, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it was super enjoyable, for sure. So I, I didn't yeah. dislike it, but I also felt like... It's kind of convenient. Yeah, it, this movie is pretty unique, but that's where I felt the most, like, okay, this is really playing into the genre right now, which is neither a good thing or a bad thing. It's just something that I noticed, I yeah. guess I could say. Um, yeah, like, you could call it formulaic, but at the same time, like... He's kind of playing with going the formula. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So. I did like how self-aware, or maybe not even self-aware, but just how aware and like referential it was just about like the genre and like just certain things that happened in the movie, like the car chase, for example, and like Lakeith Stanfield's character being like, that was the dumbest car chase yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of the characters have a potential motive. So the first half of the movie, it's like, maybe not even the first half, you kind of find out pretty quickly what happened in a general sense. And then there's some additional twists and turns, which I thought was also kind of a little bit of subverting of expectations. Cause you, you kind of know the cause of death very early in the movie, but then there's some additional like threads kind of turns into something I wasn't quite expecting. And then it kind of comes back together at the end where you get that exposition dump that we've already alluded to. But um, really good time. I don't have too much else in general terms, I will say it's pretty funny. There's one line in particular in that uh, exposition dump where Daniel Craig's character is talking about uh, a hole inside of a like oh, a donut yeah, that was hole. Good. <laughs> I was I was dying during that part because it makes no sense, but it's so funny. Um, some really good moments of humor. I, I laughed out loud. Yeah, quite a bit. It's not like the funniest movie of the year by any means, but it was a nice mix of suspense and mystery and 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 uh, comedy that was super entertaining. This and John Wick three are probably the most 
entertaining movies in the traditional sense that I've seen this year. Yeah. All right. Anything else in uh, general terms before we uh, put a spoiler alert on this thing and drop star ratings? Nope. All right. Initially, I was at a five. After sleeping on it, uh, it came down to a 4.5, so I'll elaborate. But still very much enjoyed it. Great movie. See it with as big of a crowd as you can. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, but I'm going to lean heavy. You're going five? Going You're going five? Light five, yep. Light five. <laughs> <laughs> this might be on my top ten. Um, it's not like the best movie of the year or anything, but it is really entertaining and does what it's trying to do really well. So we'll see. Yeah. It's been a weak year so far. So It has. I mean, there are some movies that... My top five is is pretty solid right now. Like yeah, movies I really love, that's but what I'm comfortable with so far is my top five. <laughs> I I have like there's, I've given probably like ten five stars. Half of those I think are like really really deserving of it. Yeah, I've given like I think only like four or five four and a half star ratings, and then the rest is like tons of fours, tons of three and a halves. You know, like there's been solid stuff, but nothing on the level of last year. This is probably the weakest year since, since we we've been doing this, this show. Probably I would the agree. Weakest year. I mean, we still have like another month or so, so we'll see. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff coming on out. the horizon or potential bangers. Yes. <laughs> I yes. haven't seen them yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into knives out spoilers. So check the show notes. If you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and skip ahead to the next section. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about, the two things that kind of brought it down for me. Uh, one is it's a murder mystery and somebody does die in this movie, but it's not Christopher Plummer's character was he killed himself. Essentially. That's how the movie starts suicide, but they think it might be murder, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out when all is said and done, he actually did kill himself because Anna DeArmas's character, who is kind of the framing character, thought she had poisoned him and he was going to die. So he cut his throat. But on two levels, the first is that was a little underwhelming for me just because like you want to know who the murderer is. And it turns out there really wasn't one. And I also picked up right away. It just didn't feel right when that was the cause of death that he, you know, she accidentally injected him and he died. I was like, "Uh, I don't know. My, my first instinct was, the, the vials got switched somehow. Yeah. You know, turns out that's exactly what happened. And they had this thing where she, she knew from the weight of the liquid. She's done it so many right, times. Viscosity. Yeah. She did it right <laughs> without even knowing it. That kind of thing, you know, a little underwhelming. I mean, that's a pretty big medical error to make. Yes. Though. Yes. What was it? Like three milligrams versus a hundred? Yes. <laughs> flip. That's a big, big oh, flip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a little underwhelming because I was like, eh, I mean, I wanted it to be like someone went up and slit his throat and, for, you know, tried to make it look like a suicide. Right. The other part of that, this is all still part of the same thing. Uh, Haley and I, before we saw the movie, were taking bets. Like, who do you think did it? And her first instinct was the uh, the pretty boy. And I was like, Chris Evans? She was like, yeah. And she's like, wait, no, that's too obvious. I'm not going to pick him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not him. It turns out. Yeah, he's kind of he's the one who murders somebody because he murders. Uh, right. You, we're, the murder. It's not really. A, I mean, it is a murder mystery, but it's almost just like we're trying to figure out who had like the the malicious act in this. <laughs> well, spoiler, they all kind of have malicious intentions because they at a certain yeah. point they all just wanted the money. 
because he he gave his inheritance essentially to his nurse on a Diarmas. That's why she's kind of the framing character. But it gets into some nasty stuff with like the things they're willing to do to try and get the money to get her to relinquish the inheritance and stuff. Yeah. So that was the one thing. A little underwhelmed by that. And then the other thing, kind of going back to the politics of the movie. Anna Diarmas is some sort of Latina woman, right? And there's a reoccurring gag where all the different characters say, oh, she, she's from Ecuador, she's from Bolivia, she's from... All the different characters say some different country, and it's like a joke, right? Yeah. And I get what that's going for. It's like racial humor. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, but not only that, I mean, these are like white elites, they're rich, so to them, like, it doesn't really matter if you're brown, like, whatever you're from. But... Where I think the movie kind of gets into some trouble is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she ever actually says where she's from. I don't think so either. So why that feels a little off to me is because I the point he's trying to make is that this upper class white family don't really care where she's from. She's just the help, essentially. Yeah. But by denying us like where she's actually from, she's just kind of the butt of a joke. And it, I think maybe unbeknownst to ryan johnson it only further amplifies this idea of like latin like homogeneity where it's like if you're brown you're from south you know what right. i mean it kind of takes your identity away because chile is a lot different than mexico which is a lot different than ecuador which is they're all very distinct so it just kind of leans into it's trying I mean, to same do thing one with thing. like asians as well like you could do the same thing koreans yeah it's Japanese, the same thing. There's, <laughs> they're obviously all very different cultures that kind of have a common uh, through line in the sense that from a Western perspective, if you don't actually know where they're from, there's, you can just say they're Asian and it kind of takes their identity away from them in a sense. you know. Right. So I was a little rubbed the wrong. All it would have taken is just at some point her saying, mentioning where she's from, because it at least gives her some agency and it makes her more than just a brown character who's there so that these white characters can make jokes about where she's from. You know right. I mean? So that rubbed me the wrong way. So those are relatively minor. I see things, what you're but... saying, but I feel like it is kind of a nitpick. Yeah. But cause at the same time you could look at it like on a positive note as well, but what's the positive giving note? It too much credit. Uh, just that like the, the ethnic person in this is like the good person out of, I mean, that's a pretty easy, like, commentary to make. Yeah, she's the one who is good. Especially with the rest of the cast being all white. Um, but she is, like, the the only good person in this movie. And so... That's kind of a little bit more to do with, like, the class politics. Because yeah. she's kind of derogatorily referred to as the help. So she's the one who has the kindest heart. And she's not in it for herself. She, there, she does want to help the family and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think the blind spot is with Ryan Johnson being a white guy. Like, I don't think he had, excuse me, bad intentions. I think it might've just been a little bit of a blind spot where he didn't yeah. necessarily consider how it could be read from the perspective of someone who, you know, is from a Latin American country or has family like mine that are from a Latin American country. Like, yeah. Too focused on the plot and the characters. Yeah. You can't the see the forest through that. the trees. Kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but other than that, I mean, those are, like you said, those are a little nitpicky. Um, I could, me being like, my skin is white and I, therefore I benefit from white privilege. So it's like, I can't, I'm not going to get that mad about this, but it's something yeah. I noticed that I was just like, yeah, you kind of like are taking some agency away from her. Yeah. Um, 
so anyway, so those are minor, but um, ultimately Chris Evans is the one who was kind of the one with the most malicious intentions. And again, that was a little, a little predictable because in the trailer, he's like the smarmy, like kind of asshole guy. He's clearly the least likable. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You get that vibe really early on. <laughs> so the fact that it ends up being him, it's like they kind of try and make you think he's good. But I f- was like, eh, I don't know. Some I, I wasn't able to guess the specifics, but I was like. Not necessarily good, but he was the one who, like, tried to take advantage of the situation and, like, team up with her rather than, like, pit the rest of the family against them. Right. Um, I mean, any any of them could have done it, I guess, but he was the one who kind of had to. Yes. (laughs) Where the plot goes. But, I mean, some really nice breadcrumbs throughout. Like, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the dogs barking. There's a reference to the dogs were barking and she heard the, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, heard the dogs barking, right? But they don't bark at Anna DeArmas, so you know somebody else was creeping around out there. And then you get to see the scene much later in the movie where Chris Evans gets barked at by the dogs. They run up on him. Yeah. And you see that earlier in the movie, too, when he first gets there. Yeah. That was a nice little thing. Um, there were a couple other specific details like that that kind of brought it back around by the end of it. A nice little bow tie on it. Really well written. It's a very smart script. Yeah. The writing is really good and just like really humorous. Not necessarily like... I mean, it was pretty laugh out loud, but like, it's just like the Lakeith Stanfield's like companion, not. Oh, that guy? Not LeBlanc or whatever. Is that his name? Benoit LeBlanc or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Benoit so, Blanc. So not him, the other guy, how he's like. A fanboy. All, yeah, he's all into like pop culture and stuff, and him just like getting excited about the references, and even like as uh, Daniel Craig's character's like. I forget exactly what he was doing, but like it was almost as, or it was like as if like Lakeith Stanfield was like spoiling it for him before Daniel Craig actually like said it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, the humor with um, just like his Daniel Craig's character as like the not like a a dumb detective, but like he doesn't seem the sharpest like at all times, I guess. And that's kind of a trope, I think, with detective characters like this. Um, but like the scene with the mud and how Anna Darmas' character is like walking through it. And he's just like, oh, wait. No. Yeah. <laughs> she just kept doing it. What? What is that? She's walking through it. That was nice. What did you think of Daniel Craig specifically? I thought he was awesome. He was hilarious. Yeah. He, he can definitely do comedy. And it kind of sucks that we've just gotten some of that in the last few years. Because he's mainly been tied up with Bond, and that's a pretty straight character. I mean, he has, like, the one-liners, but beyond that, like, he's not really that comedic. Yeah, but now we've got Logan Lucky. Yeah. We've got Knives Out. He clearly can do. Apparently, his lane is, like, Southern Gentleman. Southern he, uh, Yeah. <laughs> the Foghorn Leghorn. I did think that was funny, because I was like, he just, he just sounds like fucking Foghorn Leghorn. And then one of the characters says that explicitly. I was like, okay, you're self-aware enough to make that reference. The best line in the movie, I don't... I probably am going to butcher not be able to say it line by line, but when Chris Evans character is eating those cookies and shortly after that, him and Michael Shannon getting like a feud and Michael Shannon's like, well, hopefully he put a glass of milk in his fucking will for you or something. Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Shannon was probably my favorite of the, the family. Yeah. Uh, he's not doing a ton. Like he doesn't get a ton of screen time, but 
uh, I like his costuming and he's got, he walks around with a cane and he has some funny lines. Yeah. Um, Tony Collette was, was a good time. A lot of her stuff is in the trailer though. Um, she was good. Yeah. She's one of the smaller characters. There's really not a weak link. Don Johnson was funny. I thought, yeah. Um, I, I guess the weak link would be the two youngest. Uh, Catherine Langford is not a very good actress. No, I don't know if you got that vibe, but. Yeah, she's, she's not definitely the, best. the weakest link. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you have a, a cast that stacked, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't have much else beyond that. I mean, we could just spoil more plot points, but I mean, I don't think it's going to really add anything to the discussion. I'm trying to think of of like standout moments. I kind of wish, uh, it's in the trailer. The um, the one who Chris Evans does actually kill where he like injects her with the morphine that's in the trailer where she turns on the light and you see that woman oh. with the spider so like i knew she was gonna be dead or you know like yeah I, I didn't recall that from the trailer but that is a pretty big spoiler <laughs> yeah oh and i also really like the um it's kind of a silly touch but the fact that anna de armas can't lie or she vomits oh yeah that they was did good. some funny stuff with that <laughs> especially at the end where she gets the phone call and she pretends like it's good news yeah. And then he confesses to the murder and then she just like <laughs> vomits like <laughs> that was a funny touch. That's a little goofy, but there are some there's some goofy stuff that I think does lend itself well to the like the tone of the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um all right, anything else before we uh, move on here? Oh yeah, there is one thing I wanted to bring up. Um do you think this more so got funded because of the cast or because of Ryan Johnson or combination of both? combination of both i mean because his name is not like you know he's not really like a brand at this point maybe for like film nerds but definitely not in like especially looking at it from like the last jedi i don't really feel like he made a positive enough splash with that (laughs) i think you're giving too much credit to how vocal the negative fans are with the last Jedi that movie reviewed very well. It yeah. Reviewed better than the force awakens. There are people who think it's the best star Wars movie me right included. Here. Um, so, and you know, even before that, like you said, I think prior to that, it was just kind of film nerds who knew the name Ryan Johnson. And I do think he has name recognition now, even if it's in a negative context, because people heard about all the news stories of yeah. the review bombing and everybody being so upset about what Ryan Johnson did to star Wars. Um, so I do think at this point, especially with how successful knives out has been, I think it's been doing well financially critically. It's been doing really well. I do think he's kind of in that upper echelon of like, uh, name recognition directors more so than he's people pro- like he's Sam like, Mendes. He, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's probably like the the tier below, like PTA and Scorsese and Nolan. Yeah, yeah, QT. Yeah, that's our Mount Rush QT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did a really good job, and I do think people are are really loving this thing. Yeah, um, I'm happy for him. He hasn't made a bad movie. I mean, I haven't seen um, Brothers Grimm. Was that what, the one he did? Brothers Bloom. Brothers Brothers Bloom. That's the only one it's I haven't one. seen, but Looper's a banger. Last Jedi, I mean... I don't think Looper was financially su- successful, though, no, was it? it wasn't. Not really, anyway. I don't know. I don't think it would be considered a flop, but... Yeah. I know he also directed that one episode, maybe multiple episodes of Breaking Bad, but one he of the ones fly. that's like regarded as like one of the best... I don't get it. Episode. I don't like that episode. It's like a. St- it's kind of like a standalone one, isn't yeah. it? Doesn't it kind of meander on It's literally just. It's just Walt and, and Jesse in the lab. 
And there's a fly in there, and they get obsessed <laughs> with catching the fly. It's like, <laughs> I don't get it. Amazing. <laughs> I come to that show for, like, the crazy drama. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, sure, that's a nice character episode, but it's, I don't know. The stakes get pretty Maybe high I need to watch series. it again. Because when I saw that, I didn't know Ryan Johnson directed it. So maybe going back with a fresh set of eyes, the Johnson bump. They wouldn't be probably. fresh eyes, though. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be... Uh... Johnson out of, and also just that episode out of context it would be like i would probably be like what is going on where are we at in the plot like yeah cool um all right anything else no sweet all right should we predict tom's star rating um four and a half, four and a half yeah. yeah he's gonna be right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think he'll catch up with it it seems like a movie he'd be into yeah, but there is a lot of stuff coming out. True. I mean, this this guy only sees one, maybe two movies every two weeks. So True. He's going to have to go with whatever we end up seeing on the next episode. I don't know. Maybe he'll catch up. I hope uh, Waves hits next week. I did see it playing in Bellevue and at the Egyptian right now. Right, like currently? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. There's so. been a lot of backlash. On waves, especially from haters, gonna hate from um, <laughs> black critics. Oh, saying that he is very manipulative and they don't appreciate it. If it was an all white cast, though, would it be okay? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to get too specific, but there's like accusations that it's emotionally manipulative and leaning for going for melodrama. Which can be good. I like some melodrama in the yeah. movies, but we'll see. I'm reserving judgment. They kind of the trailer kind of paints it as this like tender, like it's a fucking Frank Ocean song that's playing in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's painted as this like tender drama, and apparently it's a lot more uh, uh, aggressive. It's gonna be that. intense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, yeah. reserve judgment until I see it myself. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to The Mandalorian. I don't know for sure if I'm going to be able to find a clip of this or not. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, fuck the clip. Fuck Let's the clip. Let's just do it. So we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian. As of the time of this recording, four of the planned eight episodes have aired. What are you thinking? Do we want to just do straight up spoilers and say, don't listen if you're not caught up? Or should we just do some general impressions? Kind of like what we do with Knives mm. Out. Whether we like... Whether we like it or not, and then get into specifics. We could do both. I mean, at least one thing has been spoiled for everyone, if you get on the internet at all. I'm pretty sure been I spoiled to been, it. been kept under wraps. Episode. Or Disney's been trying to keep it under wraps, but the rest of the world is not. Oh my God, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's let's do like five minutes of just like, how are we vibing with this thing? How do you think it fits into Star Wars? I did Wars? talk about it a bit last episode. Because you had seen the first, ep- or the first, first two episodes. two, I think. Yeah. But it was very general. So, um, again, still really digging it. Um, yeah, it's action packed. It's um, the episodes are a nice length. This is—I think I talked about it last time, but this is one show where I could—I would actually be okay with a longer runtime for episodes. Like some of this, some of the episodes really just do feel like they're just all action and not much plot, which. There's it, not much plot it's okay in the to show. Me. Yeah. Um, I would much rather have that than just like an all plot show um, like Game of Thrones where it's just episodes of 60 minutes of talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think it was episode three. No, episode two. It seemed just like one big 
action sequence the with like the the cave trying to escape from the planet thing. yeah yeah and he, I mean, yeah, all of them kind of just turn into like these big action. Like they're pretty pieces. standalone. Each episode has been pretty stay. Like they don't bleed into each other very much. Like you have like a, not a cliffhanger, but you have something that happens at the end, and then each episode feels pretty self-contained for the most part. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the production. It looks it looks good. I think. Yeah, it looks awesome. I think outside of like the Skywalker saga, as far as like the new star wars stuff goes or disney star wars stuff this is my favorite like i like this more than rogue one and uh solo but it's probably like on par with force awakens and no it's it's in between like force awakens and last jedi i think i still like those better um but i've gotten the full thing so maybe i'll reevaluate when mandalorian finishes um yeah um just it, it it does a nice job of mixing in the old with the new. Like there's stuff for longtime Star Wars fans, and then there's like some new creatures and stuff that there are being introduced. There was one creature design that rubbed me the wrong way in the last episode, though the fourth episode. It just didn't really feel like Star Wars. Like it just seemed kind of lazy. The Raiders. So, yeah. So uh, it was when you got like a really good shot of one of them at like the start. It just looked like a. Uh, like a creature with a dog face yeah which not the seems most kind of lazy like most of the creatures in star wars are like alien like um or like have like more of a, a twist or spin on like an existing creature but that was like straight up just like bulldog face on a body <laughs> you know what they reminded me of uh, the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was giving me a Lord of the Rings vibe. Both in the way that they sound, like the noises mm-hmm. they make, and just kind of the way they look. I was like, oh yeah, these are the yeah. fucking, these are the orcs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, not a ton of plot. It's very, I mean, people have said it. It's basically a space western. Like everything yeah. from the music to the character of the Mandalorian. Um, I think two and three, episodes two and three have been the peak for me. We can get into it in a minute, but... Episode four was good, but yeah. a step down, I think. Yeah. One knock against the show that I think some people have a bigger issue than I do is that like we don't really get much character development from the main character and like we don't get to see his face or anything, which doesn't really bother me because um it kind of fits the story and the character and that's kind of his vibe and the show's vibe. But I think there's enough like emotion that you can get from the character just based on his relationship with his companion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's enough for me, but for the most part, it's been somewhat of an emotionless show yeah. beyond that. I do think the most recent episode tries to do that a little bit. And I think fails. Like, I don't <laughs> like what they do with kind of how they flesh out his character in this new episode. Yeah. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I mean, we're halfway there. Uh, production quality is top notch. Uh, the writing for the most part is, is good. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm liking the space Western theme. Mandalorians are cool. I kind of like yeah. that. They're, we're getting to see more about the, like the Mandalorians say, this is the way it's like their mantra. And we get to kind of see like what that world looks like without getting too specific. I've, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying like those little star Wars details that are sprinkled throughout. Yeah. All right. Anything else in a general sense before we, uh, Put a spoiler tag on this thing? I don't think so. All right. So if you are not caught up or you haven't watched it all, 
Go ahead and check the show notes. Skip ahead because we are going to be talking spoilers. Uh, the creature that we're dancing around, Baby Yoda. Yeah. I know everyone is saying it, but I would lay down my life for Baby Yoda. <laughs> he is so <laughs> fucking precious. He is. And I love the puppetry. Like, they don't go for the CG. Did you hear about the Werner Herzog thing? Mm-mm. They apparently somebody pitched the idea of doing a CG and Werner Herzog said, you are cowards. <laughs> don't do it or something like that. Like he called them cowards. That's amazing. <laughs> and apparently one of the directors, I think maybe of episode three, maybe two, they were talking about Werner Herzog and he was so obsessed with Baby Yoda that he was directing Baby Yoda, who's a puppet. <laughs> As if he were a real person. Not even the director. He's just an actor. He was apparently like directing the puppet, yeah. even though he's not the, I don't know. It's too bad they didn't give him an episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it could have been his episode, The, the Fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, loving Baby Yoda. He's so cute. He's the best. Oh, yeah. Um, he does kind of have like, he does feel like a slight ripoff of Gizmo, though. Can't deny it. I mean, he looks like like you. He looks like I know, but the ears are shaped like Gizmo's kind of. The eyes, like the way the face is shaped. Uh, Technically, Yoda came out. Yoda precedes Gizmo. True, but I would say Yoda looks nothing like Gizmo because he's old. Baby Yoda looks slightly like Gizmo. (laughs) Star Wars at first. (laughs) I get what you're saying, though. He does. He does put out some uh, some Gizmo vibes. Yeah, that's Um, is that an Amblin film? I think so. Yeah, they're, they're all sharing ideas, right? <laughs> they all steal from each other. Um, so this most recent episode, episode four, uh, Gina Carano, baby. Yeah, like <laughs> she was, she was okay in it. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't really have anything bad to say about her. She was kind of a has she been companion. in much beyond like Haywire? Um, she's been in some TV. She's been in a couple of things, pretty small parts, but uh, I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um. They basically go to a planet, Mandalorian and uh, and Baby Yoda go to this planet because I think it's like a dumpster planet that they're not going to attract any attention. And it kind of does the thing where he's like, oh, maybe I should retire. This place is nice. <laughs> There's like kind of a love interest thing that... For a char- for a show that I, I appreciate the fact that there's not a ton of character work, it's all very subtle and it's happening steadily. I think it, it moves too fast here because there's like an immediate like kind of they're trying to play up this like romantic tension between him and this this woman who lives in this village. Yeah. I think it moves a little too quick. She like almost takes off his helmets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of what they were doing with with this character. I think it's too much too quick. If yeah. Maybe towards the end of the season you try and play up the human side of i mean i don't know if he's human or not but you know what i mean like yeah human emotions i think it would have been a little bit more effective i also feel it did like feel a little clunky though especially like towards the end when she was like trying to say her goodbyes to him and stuff yeah it just felt kind of awkward because we haven't really got much from him so it's like just imagining him in some sort of like any sort of romance just feels odd yeah, and I feel like the direction was the weakest in this one too. Oh, Bryce Dallas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you know, it's it's it wasn't bad by any means. It just felt it's probably my least favorite episode that's happened so far. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I was not a huge fan of like the the training montage 
where they're like the raiders are coming in and they're like we can't do it they have an atst and then they're like we can do it we can fight and then it's oh, like they do yeah. like the training montage where they're like and then all of a sudden they're just like all totally capable fighters like that was a pretty cool action scene though like at night yeah yeah when they when they show up i like the the red eyes on the atst that was a yeah. good effect like coming out of the trees and stuff um there's some cool combat like i like the the hand-to-hand stuff when they first go to like the the raider camp to draw them to the village oh yeah like the the close quarters like stuff that happened when they were fighting like gina carano like shoves that dude's head in some good mma moves yeah i mean you got it you got (laughs) gina carano um so that was cool um i i'm starting to respect mando a little bit more because at first i was like you're supposed to be this badass and like you're getting your ass handed to you like a lot in yeah. the show um but he also i mean he's opened a couple cans of whoop ass at this point oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more on board <laughs> with uh i like that he's not like a clint eastwood type where he's just like unbeatable and he's the ultimate badass like he he is vulnerable at times yeah which kind of gives a, i mean obviously they're never going to kill the the name he's the name care like the namesake of the show is right. the Mandalorian, <laughs> so they're not gonna kill him. But um, the ending was pretty cool though. Wasn't baby with, with the shot, baby Yoda again, like the right? Gunshot and it was like a switcheroo kind of thing. Eh. I mean, you didn't you didn't think anything bad was gonna actually happen. But. Can you imagine? If Baby Yoda got fucking sniped, <laughs> I know, just fucking hole in his head. <laughs> oh, one, one, like, uh, I thought it was going to be like some sort of Matrix, <laughs> where he or he was going to stop, stop the bullet. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool too. <laughs> that would have been cooler than what happened. Yeah, where she's perfect timing, Gina Carano. Right, just she fucking snuck shoots behind him, him even though she was. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. One thing. Uh, a cool like design choice is when uh mando uses that like bolt rifle people just like blow up oh yeah you know they're like they, it's like they disintegrate you see some sparks that's pretty cool when he's just like unloading on people with that thing yeah um i also really liked i think it was episode three uh when he escapes and they have that, oh, that, that huge amazing. shootout with uh <laughs> carl weathers is there and yeah i think episode three game. is probably my favorite yeah when they're trying to escape from that little pod thing and he's like popping up, taking shots. So good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was baller. Um, okay, loving it so far. I'm excited for yeah. the next four episodes. And then we got Rise of Skywalker. Oh, did oh, I tell yeah. you I got my seats? Nice. We're- Sunday Dolby. Sweet. Mm-hmm. What time? Like 11:30 in the morning or something. Mm. You get decent seats. Yeah. 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 It's like fourth row or something like that. Nice. So looking forward to it. We'll check back in with the Mandalorian. We got another four weeks, so maybe we'll. Uh, touch on it again because two more episodes by the time we record assuming we record in two weeks yeah two more episodes will have aired so hopefully tom gets disney plus yeah i mean i guess are you sharing accounts with somebody or i'm using my brother's account so. okay and i'm sharing my account with my sister and parents and stuff so i don't technically you can do they like disney plus lets you do four uh four screens at once yeah. um well that's a good segue how are you enjoying uh disney plus so far You've been using it much, it's or cool. mostly just for Mandalorian? Uh, mainly Mandalorian, but we watch like Remember the Titans and like, <laughs> Heavyweights, just some like you know old Disney class. Those are the ones you're picking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea had never seen Heavyweights, and I remember liking that as a kid, so I wanted to show it to her, and I hadn't seen it forever. And then Remember the Titans, I'd only seen once, and I typically like sports movies, and Chelsea was like clamoring to watch it. So how is it? I don't think I've ever seen really it. Doesn't really hold up. For, well, I mean, it's still decent, but 
definitely not as good as I remember when I was younger. Um, but how's Young Gosling? There's some issues. Oh, he's definitely aged uh, <laughs> better <laughs> for the better. A little baby face bitch in that one. Yeah, he's like a fine wine. Oh yes, <laughs> the finest wine. He's um, okay in it. I mean the the racial things is what's kind of poor icky in, yeah. in, in the modern it's just context. very like glossed over and like it just handles race relations like way too like it's way too simplified and just like in the matter of like one moment they're like hey we're cool now <laughs> it's like uh we solve racism i don't know <laughs> just because he made a tackle for you doesn't make <laughs> and some of the football stuff could be a bit better um it's no last chance you that's for sure <laughs> well that movie is not really like renowned for being an incredible sports movie no that's a nostalgia movie for yeah. sure denzel's good in it but he's good in like every oh movie, yeah I mean, so. he's never not good <laughs> <laughs> even in his like shitty tony scott like action thrillers I yeah mean, kills in all of those but that's basically it uh yeah i've been tempted to watch some of the marvel movies like civil war because i still haven't seen that but that's all I've pretty much watched on it so far. What about I'm, you? I'm going to catch up. I've, uh, I haven't seen the first two Thor movies and Ant-Man, so I'll eventually get to those. Um, mostly The Simpsons. I've been watching oh, yeah. that. I've seen probably 17 or 18 episodes. I started with season two because I watched season one. Uh, my friend Jesse from back in the day, he bought it on DVD because we were going to like watch them all. But season one, I don't remember being very good. I don't even think we finished it. And the animation's pretty bad, so I yeah. just started with season two. Oh, whoa, what's going on? Oh man, on? you're frothing. <laughs> Jesus. This came straight from the fridge. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> A little spill on the table, but um mostly just the Simpsons. Haley and I watched Up because she had never seen Up. Um Did you cry? Yeah, in the beginning part. Yeah. It's the best part. <laughs> uh Up. It just confirms that it's it's not uh, it's not top top tier Pixar. No, no, nah, it's. I it's know there's good, been a, a a steady decline of backlash since it came out. People only remember it for that incredible montage sequence. Yeah, that part is still some of the best ten minutes that Pixar has ever done. They should have just cut it right there, made yep. it a short film. Yeah, done. exactly. They have the shorts on there too. I watched uh, Lava this morning. Oh, nice. that one love that one um i don't know if i ever saw that it's one. the Which one was it in front of i think inside out it's the one i with... didn't see that in the theater so i probably didn't well you gotta watch the shorts though this is the one with the <laughs> the volcanoes where it's like a hawaiian they're singing a song yeah, about volcanoes that, that love each other oh it's so good yeah. you should watch it it's on uh it's on disney plus yeah i'd like to rewatch some of the ones i've seen too like years ago just because they're on there and they're short <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a, a new one. Pixar does like uh, shorts that don't get theatrical, you know, play before. Just like they they let people like do their you know creative shorts. There's one called Kit Bull that came out earlier this year that's on there, and it's really good. It's sad. It's called Kit Bull because it's like a, a kitten that lives in a junkyard, mm. and uh, the owner gets a pit bull. So it's like the kitten and the pit bull uh. like having a thing so it's not like cat dog no Darn different it. different this is a kid <laughs> bull not cat dog it's i'm gonna clean this up real quick okay but it's it's really good um so i'd recommend watching that 
but I haven't poked at it much. I, I kind of flip through it to see what there is. Um, I'm not super. Uh, I'm I'm in no rush to watch like Aladdin or uh, Robin Hood, like you know old Disney favorites. Yeah, you can't be on Disney Plus too long. That's just too much Disney. I'm not not in a big rush for that. <laughs> um, so just The Simpsons. Little spurts here and there. That's... The Simpsons is so fucking good. Uh, you know I've like. I've maybe seen like one or two episodes in full. Other really? Other than that, it's just been like clips on, well, like just flipping through the channels. References. Like, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. But it was never a show I like stopped on to watch. You it. would like it. There's uh, uh, one of the early episodes in season two of the Treehouse of Horror episode where the kids are up in a treehouse and they tell like scary stories. And the story, I think it's Lisa that tells the story. The Simpsons move into a haunted house and the haunted house is like fucking with them. The way the episode ends is the haunted house does not want to live with the Simpsons, so he the house kills itself <laughs> and like implodes on itself just so it doesn't have to live with the Simpsons. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. Maybe I'll dive in next year when they put the proper aspect ratio on there. Yeah, I think that's coming in the spring. I'm just. I'm just rolling with You've it. You've already seen most of it, though, right? No. I don't know. Oh. I, w- I was too young. My parents watched it, but I was too young to remember much of it. Also, the, the jokes would have gone over my head. So I've only seen, like, uh, if it's on when I'm visiting my parents, like if it's on cable, I'll put it on and I'll watch an episode or whatever, but no. See, I watched way more South Park and Beavis and Butthead as a kid than The Simpsons. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much Beavis and Butthead, but yeah. you're a little older than me. Yeah. Um, my dad was into Beavis and Butthead, so that kind of helped, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's, Except uh, Beavis and Butthead is much funnier when you're older because you actually get the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen episodes of it. It's it's good. Yeah. All right. Let's move into what else we've been watching. You have a lot. You want to peruse your list, see what Definitely you actually want to talk about? through all of these. Um, I'll probably stick with mostly new stuff. Saw Ford v. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Liked it quite a bit. Um, good car stuff. Good lead performances. Uh, didn't really know much about the story, so that was cool to learn a little bit more about the whole Le Mans race and these figures. Uh, it has somewhat of a, a downer ending. That's mm. all I'll say without spoiling it, and I wasn't expecting that. T- typically with these types of movies, it's a like an uplifting or... Like you should, you they're know, like inspirational, like feel good kind yeah. of movies. And I won't say much more than that because I don't want to spoil it. But should I try and catch? Do you think I would like it enough that I should make the time for it with all this other stuff that's out um, right now? I definitely think you'd like it. Um, it's another like one of those crowd pleasing type movies that is accessible or enjoyed by most people. You wouldn't necessarily be disappointed. You have seen it, but it, I can't imagine it's loving a, this thing. Yeah, you would probably like it as much as me, but probably not more. And I gave it like four stars. Okay. So, if that helps, <laughs> I might. I don't know. I don't know. I it seems like a movie you should catch on the big screen. But if it's like this or Waves or you know, like you should probably go Uncut like Gems oh, or Nineteen uh, Seventeen. I don't. I don't think we talked about it, but I didn't realize that Uncut Gems comes out in select cities on the thirteenth, and then everywhere Christmas Day. Brutal. That's gotta, still time, though. Gotta wait two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to see it before we do uh, our best of episode, for sure. Yeah. 
the screener pops up though, I'm I'm there. Got to see it as soon as possible. <laughs> My dad, uh, he sent the fire stick that I got him a couple of years ago. Never even opened it. Sent it to my aunt and she like jailbroke it basically. Oh, yeah. And put this like, it's basically a torrent app. Is it Cody or something like it? I don't I didn't ask him, but he was showing it to me and they have like, it's torrents essentially. So you stream, it shows like the different streams and you stream it through the stick. But they watched Joker on there oh and yeah he showed me like what they wash and it looked like trash was it like, a cam no it wasn't a cam oh, okay. but they have like cam they have knives out frozen 2 or already on there but it's like shitty cam recordings yeah and i was like how can you watch this it's free i'm like no they're casual yeah. they're cat casual i have been out of the torrent game for years now but i used to be all about it but it eventually came to a point where i just like realized i was watching these I mean, they weren't shitty, but they definitely weren't you could like find good ones, Blu-ray but... quality. I mean, even even the best quality ones aren't going to touch a Blu-ray. Right. So I ended up just like realizing, like, I have this nice ass TV, and all I'm doing is watching these like shitty, like torrented copies of 720 movies. Seven like, twenty. What am I doing? Like, yeah. And everything's probably like mono sound or like the two channels. So it's like, what am I doing? A lot of them have myself? subtitles that you can't turn off. You like Chinese. Yeah. And... Um, so anyway, a little tangent there, but yeah. my dad was like so stoked. He was like, Isn't this the coolest thing? I was like, no, no. <laughs> Especially with like how many streaming options are out there and like now the A-list and all those other subscriptions exist, like it's pretty affordable to have access to like high quality stuff. <laughs> they pay for cable, HD cable. They they're leech <laughs> on my Netflix account. Now they're leeching on my Disney Plus account and still here they are. <laughs> Watching the shitty torrents. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, uh, back to Ford v Ferrari. The log. That's about all I have that to say. That was the end of that one. Okay. Um, watched a couple movies on Hulu. Little Monsters. You heard of this? Mm, it's like a, that's the one with Lupita and Yongo, right? Yeah. I've been curious. It's decent. It's like a zombie comedy. Not as good as like Shaun of the Dead or anything, or even like Zombieland, but yeah. it's decent. Uh, I like Lupita Nyong'o, and she's definitely a reason to watch it. Josh um, Gad's in that too, right? Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's like a like a child, like diddler, no <laughs> counselor. Actually, right? he might be. His name is <laughs> Teddy McGiggles. <laughs> Teddy McGiggles. Like is he like a diddle. clown or something? Like, uh. He's like a child entertainer. Like he's like is on a show and he's like the lead of the show. And he, I think he might have like a, a teddy bear with him. So it's like a variety show for kids type of guy. Like like a blues. He does tricks. Thing, and... I think. Oh, OK. I, f- I can't remember if it's live or televised. Did you know Blues Clues is back? I heard. My, my nephew but... is obsessed with it. <laughs> it's just like old old Blue's Clues. Oh, really? Which is kind of cool because there were like lots of moments of silence in that show where he would like just stare at the screen and then, you know, like to en- trying to engage the kids. Taking a page from uh, Fred Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my nephew loves it. Also, my nephew knows all of the Fortnite dances. Tight. My sister, uh, <laughs> like, because she's been playing a lot of Fortnite, she showed us. She'll like do the dance, and he he does the whole thing. He's three and a half, and he knows all the Fortnite dances. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it, it's decent, worth a watch, but not much more than that. Okay. Um, I watched the Biggest Little Farm, that documentary that came out earlier about like the the couple that started this like giant farm in L.A. 
and they have like every type of like creature and like tree and like fruits and vegetables like it's just like this in la self-sustained like crazy farm but it's just like watching the struggles of them like try and manage that it was good though yeah where did you is that that's on hulu yeah yeah okay um a farm outside of los angeles it says but yeah it's good it's inspiring like it's kind of sad at times get to watch them struggle and it's good stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) some good photography with the the lush land and all the creatures all right i might give it a poke watched greta on hbo movies trash Mm, with uh isabel (laughs) Huppert, yeah chloe grace moritz yep it's just very like formulaic like almost to the point of parody like it's it's just i don't know it's just something you've seen like a million times before and nothing like really like surprises you or anything about it like it's one of those like thrillers with a twist but like not a good one of those no it's yeah it's just it wasn't very good i'm still curious i might uh, i know Haley in paris liked it i might i might check it out don't trust (laughs) (laughs) uh Oh, I rewatched Bad Boys too because I watched Bad Boys a while back, and I need to prepare for the third one. So I've tried that multiple times, dude. It's long. Yeah, <laughs> it's too, it's a little too much, bay. <laughs> but I still do like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a, it's like three stars. It's okay, but it's it's bad. But there's there's some good elements to it. All right, all right. <laughs> I thought you were the the Bad Boys too. Jam- like I thought you like praised that movie. Yeah, I've been lying to myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to be like, you know, oh, Bad Boys 2, fuck yeah. But I've tried to watch it like probably three or four times Yeah, since back in the day. And every time I just lose interest so fast. I think I like the first one more. Um, but this one is like the most Michael Bay movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he doing Bad Boys for Life? I think so. He's also doing that Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds. Or he's producing it or something. Six mm-hmm. Underground or something like that. I oh, saw I've it, seen like, the poster or something. There was a, there's like a car ad that ties in. It's like a double ad. Like it's a Netflix ad and a car ad at the same time. Huh. Is, is that coming out in December? I think January. Oh, Marriage Story. That's next uh, mm. next episode. Does it hit huge. Netflix soon? December 6th. Tight. That's Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Uh... I saw a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Didn't really like it. Really, just too too generic, fluff piece. Uh, no, I just like Tom Hanks was good in it, but I didn't really care for where it went and where it spent most of its time. Like I didn't realize it's not really about Fred Rogers. No, it's mostly about him, like interacting with this like journalist, and it like turns into that guy's story instead of Fred Rogers' story, mm-hmm. and. I don't. I don't recall if I saw a trailer or if the trailer was that obvious about what the plot was going to be. Not really. But it was a little disappointing on, on that sense. And I mean, even like going into it, like when this was first announced, it was, it was like, what is the point? Like other than to like cash in on this Fred Rogers hype that was built up by the documentary. But right. like, I don't know. I just feel like you should watch the documentary and like that's what you want to see is like the real life shit. A Fred Rogers, not just Tom Hanks trying to play a character like him. Uh, the whole thing kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. And like, even like the moments that they like 
they try and recreate some moments from the documentary or just like real life Mr. Rogers stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't feel authentic. And I mean, that's kind of obvious why it doesn't because it's like actors trying to like play it up, but it just doesn't work. Like, I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of blah. What was your uh, (laughs) star rating on it? Two and a half. Oh, shit. And uh, most people are giving it a pass. So I had to. You're taking a stance oh, on yeah. a stand on this. I was one? gonna give it a three, but I was, fuck this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. And sitting there, I was not enjoying myself. So shit. I'll probably I'll probably still check it out. I think Haley wants to see it. Yeah. Saw Honey Boy. Was uh, slightly disappointed. Still liked it, but just kind of a weird movie. Like yeah. it. It's really personal, but like it also just feels like a story we've seen before and that may may sound like insensitive because like it I, is I, his story yeah but. but it does feel very similar to other stuff and like you're not that original shia <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't feel like it really spent its time where it should have like a lot of scenes feel like repeats of previous scenes like for its runtime i just feel like it doesn't do a lot how long is it like an hour and 30 or 40 minutes I'm just saying it could have spent some of that time like doing other things than like doing similar scenes. Like, yeah, we get it. Like his dad was an asshole, like slightly abusive and like they had a weird relationship. Um, But yeah, I still liked it. It was also hard for me to take Shia seriously as his dad because you know it's him the whole time. But like the way he's portrayed is like kind of like a caricature. Like, his dad's very, like, over the top, and, like, he's using an accent and stuff. So, it just was kind of weird. Um, but, yeah. And it's got that, like, it feels, like, very... I mean, it is an indie movie, but it, like, feels very indie, and, like, it tries to do some of those, like... Was this at Sundance? Indie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it just has those moments with, like, the, the sunsets or, like, the lingering shots and stuff, which usually I'll, I'll eat that shit up, but... This time I just didn't do it for you? No. You weren't hungry for it. The The theater was packed, though. I will say that. Yeah? So I don't know if it was just like the Tuesday cheap night and everyone's trying to see something. Could be part of it. We've gone on Tuesday cheap night two Tuesdays in a row. Yeah. And both times the parking lot is just fucking Lit. nuts. <laughs> People eat those $6 tickets up. I wonder if they go every Tuesday and they could just get A-list for cheaper going out Yeah. I mean, you totally could. <laughs> Uh, I'll take a break for now and come back. Um, well, I did see Dr. Sleep. You talked about it. Not much, but you did talk about it on the last episode. And uh, you did not like it. Nope. You were unsure. You said I could go either way. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm with you. It's fucking garbage. Tight. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's a really dumb fucking movie. And I do... Even if it wasn't tied to The Shining. Yes. It's still a dumb movie. <laughs> it's dumb, because The Shining isn't dumb. The Shining is fucking cool. Right. Doctor Sleep is dumb. Like, all of the... like. But, like, I'm saying, like, remove all The Shining stuff, if you can, It I would guess. be even like worse standalone. if you remove The Shining stuff. <laughs> like, I didn't like when they went to the Stanley Hotel. It felt like... The reenactment stuff was bad. Yeah. Oh, I liked uh, Shelley Duvall. Because you're a star. Yeah, it is. <laughs> she was good, though. I liked her. Um, it was fine, but it just felt like she was trying to do a Shelley Duvall impression. 
And she, I, she does look kind of like her. Yeah. I would have preferred if they didn't, if she wasn't, like, I'm mostly just saying that because I like her in Starry Eyes. I wish that stuff wasn't in there. You were right about the, the Jack thing. It didn't need to be in there. That was stupid. I mean, it, it makes sense because the end of The Shining essentially alludes to the fact that he has always been there, you know? Yeah. He's, so I, that makes sense, I guess, since it's a, he's trying to tie it in to the movie version as well as the book version. But all of the stuff with, like, the the eating the shine and these... Like, who the fuck came up with the idea to give all of the, like, shine vampires stupid hats? <laughs> Like, they all wear the dumbest hats. The main girl. She has a pretty cool hat. Come it's on. a stupid hat. She's no so way. stupid looking. I hate her hat. Who is that? Rebecca Ferguson? Who is that? I think so. People are loving her in this. And they're just like, I'm so glad she finally got a, a, a role to just really shine. No, her <laughs> accent is horrible in that movie. She goes in and out of the accent. Like, what is she even from? I don't. Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah. Mission Impossible. Oh. Like okay. the, the the last couple of Mission Impossible movies. Right. She's, is she British? I don't know. I, it felt like she was trying to do a British accent sometimes in this movie. And then I was not a fan of her. Uh, Ewan McGregor, I like Ewan McGregor. Her look was cool, but her character was kind of mad. I'm stupid. Oh, come on. I'm stupid Bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just dumb. It wasn't scary. Uh, the, yeah, the fantasy stuff just didn't really, wasn't vibing with me. No, I was, I did not like this movie. I was so bored too. Like I just yeah. wanted it to end. And it doesn't really have like any like, iconic imagery that like the shining does unless it's ripping off the shining or like you know repurposing the footage from the shining but beyond that like it's not that scary nope there's not any like really good moments it's really long it's yeah like you said kind of boring um this is a little bit of a spoiler but there's like a shootout scene in the woods (laughs) and from that point forward i was like you can kill them with guns, so just do that. Like, why are we going through all this rigmarole? Like, just fucking shoot them, and it's you're done. Like, why are they so scary? If they you yeah. shoot with a gun, like, I mean, they can like control your mind and stuff, I guess. But I don't know. Didn't even bring a gun at the end. The Overlook Hotel. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Is the book supposed to be good? Like, do, do people like the book? Yeah, people like the book. Are these just like? king heads like stephen king fanboys who love the book or is it regarded as like a good book um it's people think it's a good book yeah uh i do think not the general the shining though obviously the general consensus is that the movie is better than the book it's one of those rare cases oh. where the book is not as good as the movie and stephen king famously hates the shining yeah like the movie version um have you read the shining no i haven't oh. read it Mm-mm. So anyway, Doctor Sleep, turd, don't see Would it. Would you give like a two? Yeah. I think I gave it a two and a half, but that was probably being generous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, gave it a two. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but... And I will say this, Midsummer is better than Doctor Sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same runtime too, right? It's about what? It's about the same runtime too. Um, Midsummer's probably a little bit longer, but... Yeah, they're like two and a half hours. They're both... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um... That's, I watched, uh, I'll, I'll do one more real quick. I finally convinced Haley to get back into Star Wars. Nice. So like last September or something, we watched A New Hope. We finally watched uh, Empire Strikes I gotta Back. I got to ask, are you watching my Blu-rays or the 4K streams? The 4K streams. Nice. I meant to actually bring that back to you oh. because 
I was gonna need to borrow The Force Awakens when we were done, mm. but it's on Disney Plus now. So oh, there you go. Um, it looks pretty good. I could have probably also put my digital copy on Voodoo too. Oh, it, it might actually. Yeah, be it might on even there. be on there already. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I wouldn't have needed to. But yeah, we watched we watched the stream. Nice. Um, do they look good? Yeah. Like, can you tell a difference? Like, can you tell it's 4K? No. Okay. I, I haven't seen the Blu-ray. Got to do the side by side. Yeah. <laughs> um, she liked it. She enjoyed it. I mean, I like Empire Strikes Back a lot. Um, yeah, that's sweet. I'm not <laughs> as big. Like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but more in just like a, in a general sense. Like, I like the lore. I get a little bored. It's a cool universe. Yeah, it's the coolest universe. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, I do get a little bored watching those those old ones. They're great, and there's so many cool moments, but yeah, I get a little bored, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like A New Hope's kind of boring, yes, especially at the start, but the ending of A New Hope is so good that... It's good, yeah. Just, no, that's the bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we're, we're moving through that, um, and then... Are you... So you're going to watch 4 through 6, you already did 4 5. Mm-hmm. You're not doing 1 through 3. No. But then you're going to do Force Awakens, Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Not doing Solo, not doing Rogue One. No. Although technically, Rogue One, no, Rogue One bridges the gap between episode three and four. Rogue One is a fluff piece. No one needs that. I love Rogue One. That's the next thing on my list. Did you? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Rewatched it. Still don't like it. Really? I think I gave it like a three or three and a half when I first saw it. Yeah. And that was probably just because like I couldn't like give a star wars movie a bad rating just being it a felt star wrong. wars fan yeah but this is going down as a 2.5 what the fuck what's what do you dislike okay, about the movie so it's pretty it's kind of boring the characters not nearly as like memorable or likable as the other ones like in the skywalker saga they, they got some good characters in the skywalker saga and oh the, yeah of course the the ray era they they got some bangers and then the the luke era got some bangers this movie no memorable characters you know like in my uh, felicity or what, what's her name felicity i think felicia so. no Fel- i think it's felicity felicity jones day jones <laughs> felicity jones uh you're in a felicia day yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and it also just doesn't feel like a star wars movie and i kind of like that though no it's got to feel like star it's wars. a war movie you I love think, war movies I, yeah, but it's not war enough to like be a cool war movie. Um, and then the only cool part is just like total fan service tacked on at the end. The Vader thing? Yeah. It's a cool scene, but it's like, yeah, we've been waiting for something like this the whole movie. And then it's just perfectly placed at the end. So when you come out, you're like, damn, it's so cool. It's our favorite at the end. Oh my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> movie sucks. It just feels like a, like a generic, like sci fi blockbuster like it doesn't just doesn't feel like star wars and i think it's probably like the humor is not really there the characters aren't really there that's about it Hmm. gotta have that it's the tone i think it's like just not quite there i'm gonna rewatch it soon oh i haven't said this yet but i'm gonna as soon as i'm done like i'm caught up on star wars clone wars watching the whole thing i've never seen that too I'm gonna do okay. Clone Wars, <laughs> and then I think Rebels, and then Resistance. I Wait, think. is there three anime shows? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Clone Wars is the original one. So there was like a feature film called Star Wars: The Clone Wars that got spun off into a TV show, which people love, 
And then there's another TV show. I think it's Resistance and then Rebels. I don't know which order is which. Is, is one of them the one that's like really geared towards kids where like Yoda's like farting or pooping in one of them or no? I don't I don't know much about Rebels or oh, okay. Resistance. I think I remember hearing like a few years ago that like one of the animated shows or one of the like kid-friendly Star Wars things just went like way too far with the kids stuff. Yeah. And of course, fanboys were pissed yeah. about it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know which one or if it's even one of those. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. We should watch uh, Swatch Clone Wars. Do you know how... That one's supposed to be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people love it. There, There's going to be one final season on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wow. They're, doing... They're bringing it back. Wow. Yeah, season seven is going to be... I think it's February. I think it's coming out. Tight. Got to um, keep that Star Wars content coming. Oh, yeah. All year round. <laughs> Do you know how many episodes are like, I'm assuming they're like half hour long? 22 minutes. Tight. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. More to report on later recording those. <laughs> uh, so Dark Waters saw that in the theater as well. Where is that playing? Uh, you think it's still playing? Uh, Linwood. It's playing up in Linwood right it now. It is playing in Linwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I need to let Haley know because she wants to see that too. If you gave official secrets five stars, I think this has potential for five stars. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't even see official secrets. Though. I know, but that's like another one of these type of movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- think this one's better. I mean, we got Ruffalo and ta- the, the, uh, the, talking. the, <laughs> the credential, like, what's the word? I'm looking for? Not credentials, but the, the names, like the the caliber of of creator, is bigger on Dark Waters. Yeah, Gavin Hood's Todd Haynes, the Colossus jobber. of Clout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I gave it five stars. It might be a slight Todd Haynes bump, but man, it looks amazing. Like some of the shots, just the color palette. It's like dark and depressing. Just totally works for this movie. Oh yeah. Mark Ruffalo is amazing. Uh, that character actor who's in the trailer, I think it's Bill Camp. Is that him? Yeah, he plays yeah. the farmer or whatever, right? He's really good in it. Uh, Anne Hathaway and Tim Robbins are okay in it. They're like the other two main actors in it. Um, but it's just like really well done. Um, for this type of movie, it's like one of those like, not really like a political thriller, but it's like a, like a courtroom type drama movie where it's, one of those like they knew type movies. And they didn't they didn't care. Yeah. 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 And so it, it's playing into that as well, just about like big corporations who can just like steamroll anything because of the position they're in. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't even know about this story, which makes me feel kind of bad. <laughs> I keep my head in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the the real story about this? Like I whole, only know like the whole Teflon thing, or no? Only a little bit. Okay, but yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. It, it's a true story. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember hearing something about this like vaguely years ago. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like it was somewhat brushed over. Like it didn't seem like it was a big news thing. Or again, maybe I head in the sand. Kind of stuff happens all the time. When is this? Yeah. This was what, like two thousand six or seven? Is that when this happened? I think so. I think that sounds right. But yeah, Mark Ruffalo is really good in it. And just like his like desire, like just perseverance to like keep pushing this. Do case. the right thing. It almost has like a, I feel like a theme of this year and I don't know exactly what to call it, but it's like, it kind of has a similar theme as like the Irishman 
or like you've you've spent your whole life like dedicated to something and because of that like other things suffer be like family and like other things but like it's kind of got that vibe to it as well um but yeah it was good liked it a lot cool it it i was like it was one of those movies where i wasn't that excited for just because i'm not really a big fan of the genre and it just seemed like you know one of those type of movies but pretty gripping stuff hell yeah Rewatched Call Me By Your Name. Mm. Mm. How's that, Peach? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Even better the second time. Uh, so this is your first rewatch of it then? Yeah. Okay. Watched it with Chelsea this time. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Can't say enough good things about it. It's the best. It probably should have been a little higher up on my top 10. Where was it? Like eight or I think something? seven. Yeah. But it should have been in the top five. Number one. Mm, that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this was the year of oh yeah, like Good Time and Phantom Thread. You picked Phantom Thread as your number one. It would have been, I I could see it. No, it it had to be at least like four. That'd be the as high as it goes. Those the other three are just. <laughs> so I think your top three that year was it was Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, Good Time, but has it flipped revisionist list? Is it the other way? Good Time number one, Dunkirk stays at number two. Phantom Thread drops to number three. Okay. There's just... That movie tricked me <laughs> the night before. <laughs> it tricked me. And I don't think I quite fell in love with Good Time the way I have like, since before that... Or, yeah, when I made that list. Yeah, yeah. Because I've rewatched it a couple times since then, and it's just solidified. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the the last, like, 20 or 30 minutes... I know we've talked about Calling By Your Name quite a bit on this show, but... It's pretty hard to beat. Like that whole scene with his dad and like the ending. It gets me oh every fucking time. Like I'm a blubbering mess after that conversation. Yeah. And then him just crying into the fireplace while uh, oh, yeah. Visions of Gideon plays. Oh, so good. Fuck me. Yeah, up. The, the way the music is used is awesome. The setting, there's some amazing, amazing shots. Um, T Shao kind of steals the show. Besides like Stoolbark's speech at the end. Like, just the way he, like, emotes and reacts to things, like, just feels very authentic. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, like, discredit Army Hammer too much because I think they, they're good together. But I think as a whole, t just blows him out of the water. Oh, for sure. Performance-wise. Yeah. Definitely. He also gets more to do. And he's, like, the, the main character, like, the protagonist. So it makes sense. But I don't know if t will ever top this. It's pretty good <laughs> pretty fucking good. i mean he's young so that's that's pretty bold to say but it's a banger <laughs> uh oh i finally saw what we do in the shadows it was and? funny i liked it i like the like the vampire humor um just like them like watching sunsets on youtube yeah. for the first time <laughs> and them like going out in public and like their version of going clubbing and like bringing people back to their house it makes for a lot of good, I'd say somewhat easy laughs, but um, might be more fun with like a group of people. I watch it by myself, and comedies are typically it's more tough fun with comedy with a group. Um, but yeah, I still liked it quite a bit. Um, you should check out the TV show. If you like the movie, the TV show is, is just as good as the movie. Is it? Does it have the same kind of style it's as this? Basically, exactly the same. Different characters, um, but it's the same sort of thing. Because this, I mean, it, it has like a like a a found footage aesthetic kind of but it doesn't really feel like a found footage it almost just feels like a well it's not really it's a mockumentary right? yeah it's supposed to be a uh, yeah it's yeah. a mockumentary okay the show is the same thing 
But the cast is really good in the show. It's really funny. And you have to watch it. I, I mentioned this when I first watched that show, but there's an episode where there's like a vampire council. And the people who are on the council, <laughs> oh, it's going to blow your mind. I did love their like 8,000-year-old roommate. Oh, that downstairs. guy? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Taika is just a great on-screen presence. He's hilarious. I know. <laughs> I mean, Jermaine Clement is, is funny in it, too. Yeah. But. but like usually he gets praised for like his directing, but like he's just as good in front of the camera. Like He's just so charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like him and Jojo Rabbit and like the voice acting he's done. And in this, like he steals the show. <laughs> I love one of my favorite scenes is when they invite that person back for uh Buschetti. Oh, Enjoy yeah. your Buschetti. <laughs> uh, I watched the fanatic on prime. What the, the fuck is that? The Fred Durst, John Travolta. Oh, <laughs> how was it? Turd. Yeah, but not in like a good way? No, bad. Shit. At f- first five or ten minutes, I'm like... I'm what have I got myself I, into? No, I was like, I, I, I might try and like be a fan of this movie. <laughs> but it quickly just went downhill. You know Devin Sawa is like the celebrity in this? The celebrity? Like, like he's the, the, the one that John Travolta obsesses over. Oh, is he playing himself? No, he's playing like an action like movie star. That would be so funny if it was if him. he was obsessed like with Devin universe. Sawa. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just kept peeking. His his character name is Hunter Dunbar. Devin That's Sawa. a good name. Yeah, it's really bad though. Um, the worst part about it, I wrote this on my Letterbox review, but Devin Sawa's character at one point in the movie puts on Limp Biscuit in the car and is like trying to rock out with it with his son. He's like, this is nice, right? Or something like that. It's really bad. That sounds kind of amazing, to be honest. (laughs) John Travolta's really bad in it, which kind of sucks. I've seen a clip from it. He can be good in stuff. Like, I mean, he, like Blowout, he's good in and he's good in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But I (laughs) mean, Yeah, like recently. That was the last one. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. That was what, like 25 uh, that's because, years ago? And also, just think about the caliber of directors. You got QT and Brian De Palma. And then whoever, Jim fucking Grease, that's one thing. But it's Saturday Night Fever. It's a different beast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's his character's just like, just so He like, looks pretty corny funny. And, yeah, it's just too like, too over the top, but in a bad way. Yeah. And there's a lot of like movie references that, just don't really like it's not done in like a clever way it's just like just for the sake Shoehorn of doing it like they'll make like references to like friday the 13th or like night of the living dead is it a horror movie uh or like a thriller it's a thriller you i don't know if it, you could categorize it as horror it's mostly just like a thriller um yeah he just gets like obsessed or he's obsessed with this celebrity and then the celebrity wrongs him and then he like makes it his point to like try and like get revenge on him. So it's like a we've seen that type of movie before, but it's yeah. just like one of the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw The Mountain. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. By Rick Alverson, the guy who did the comedy and a couple other things. Hmm. Isn't Starring, uh, Tim uh, in this too? No. No? Ty Sheridan and Jeff Goldblum are in it. Huh. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I heard it was really bad. Yeah, I did not like it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's like really slow and weird, and like some people might really dig it, but 
it was such a slog for me to get through that. Like I couldn't even really tell you what happened. Yeah. If much even happened at all. Like it's a really weird movie. Um, some good shots, but <laughs> that movie kind of came and went. I I remember I reading on, about it. I think I watched it on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It seems like one of those movies that would be more of a Matt movie than a Travis movie, but I don't even know if you'll like it. So I haven't heard good things. Proceed so. with caution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, two more. Did you know there was a Marshawn Lynch documentary that's not really a Marshawn Lynch documentary? What? No. It's called Beast Mode? No, it's called Lynch, A History. That sounds like it could be something else. It's probably what you're thinking. Wait. Maybe. A, a movie about lynching? Not necessarily. But like, it's more so about like the black experience and just like racism and like how the media is in sports and just in general. Oh, but racism. through the lens of Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Like it, it goes through his career, like as a player and just like his career in the spotlight as a football player. Um, and he's like kind of the through line, but it's definitely like painting a bigger picture than just his story. Um, and it's like, it's just like a giant, like YouTube super clip. Like it's just all archival footage and like, there'll just be random clips of stuff that like fit the like theme of what the movie's going for, but doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the story. Sure. Um, so it was, it was pretty interesting. I mean, it's, it'll definitely keep your attention because it's always like changing to something else and watching all the Marshawn Lynch footage is entertaining because he's an entertaining dude and you get like his like football clips and all that. So that's cool to watch. Um, Where'd you watch this? Canopy. Okay. I think it premiered at SIF either. I think it was last year premiered at SIF, Hmm. but Hmm. yeah, it's good. I don't think it's streaming anywhere else, but I would recommend it. Okay. But don't expect just like a a Marshawn Lynch fluff piece. Right. <laughs> it's, it's definitely very different. Um, the last thing I'll talk about is Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. You ever heard of this? Yeah, that's the Fargo. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have always wanted to see that movie and I never, it's on never have. Canopy as well. But, yeah. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I would definitely prefer just to watch Fargo, but that's like one of my favorite movies, so that's not really fair to say. Um, but it's it's a really cool idea. Just like the premise itself just sounds like something most movie fans would want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie looks really good. There's this shot of, or like scene where, I don't even know what's happening, but it just looks so amazing. <laughs> like, uh, but it, it looks like they're like washing a plane. But just like the look of it and the colors and the like the water, you get like a little mini rainbow or something. Uh, or? No, not a rainbow, but like the lights reflecting off the. It don't it, it, like part of it looked like they were putting out a fire, but then as you watch it, it looks like they're just like washing a plane, which I didn't know that existed. But it's with like f- fire hoses, <laughs> like it's like industrial type hoses. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, that shot was amazing. <laughs> the The ending was good. Um, and I liked the whole journey, but it is a little slow and it's described as like darkly comic. And I guess you could find humor in her journey and just like some of the like fish out of water elements, but I don't really find it that funny probably because it's a foreign movie. Um, 
but definitely recommend it. It's good. Okay. Yeah, it's been ever since it came out. I think I I almost saw it at Sundance, like when it was still Sundance. Uh it's in like the theater here. Yeah. Uh didn't go. It's been on streaming platforms on and off and I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. There's not as much Fargo stuff as you would hope, but like the whole through line is like her trying to find the briefcase, the, right? Yeah, the buried treasure or whatever. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was cool how that was tied in. <laughs> um I think that's it. Watched a couple other old things on Criterion, but I think I've said enough. Blew your load. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, one last thing I'll mention. Last night, uh, so I mentioned that Haley's mom is in town. She's from Florida, uh, where marijuana is not legal. Oh. So she wanted to imbibe in the in the green greenery. When's the last time she's uh, long time partaken ago. in the activity? <laughs> she wanted to do an edible though. Oh, okay. So uh, they went to the shop and they got two cookies, uh, ten milligram THC, ten milligram CBD. Uh, I ate one by myself, and then they split the other one because Haley's not much of them. So did you have the THC one, and they split the CBD? No, they were both. They had ten milligrams oh, okay. THC, ten milligrams gotcha. CBD, um, and we just did that and watched Super Bad. Nice. And got really tired, and all of us by the end of it fell asleep. <laughs> were they feeling the effects? Yeah, of the five milligrams. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not as much as me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I felt mostly good. You know. I've had a couple bad experiences with edibles, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, super bad. The reason why I brought this up is because I don't think Michael Sarah gets enough credit for his performance in that movie. He is so fucking good <laughs> in that movie. Like his comedic timing and just the way he delivers his lines. Yeah. Like my favorite parts are when he's talking to Becca because there's two scenes early in the movie like where he's describing the night where she's like, I, I never see you at parties. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, we we. We had a crazy night Saturday, actually. They were talking <laughs> yeah. about like going to the party with the adults and they went to a nightclub and just him telling that story is hilarious. Um, and then later when he punches her in the boob and he's like, so awkward. He's is like, that oh, the God, same so movie where he's like, oh, we, we're, we're doing so much nut stuff, just off the walls crazy. Or is that a different nut movie? Nut stuff? No, it's like, I, I think I'm thinking of a different movie, but it's like the same kind of scene where someone's like, oh, what did you do? And he's like, oh, We've just been like ha- total crazy. No, I think nuts. that's that, that's oh, okay. that's the same scene where he's describing the the night thing. Doesn't had. he say so, something like so much nut stuff or like something like really silly? He's that, like, a, something out. like that, not nut stuff. <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> um, yeah, and then Jonah Hill is very fun. He has some of the best lines, but he just kind of yells all of his lines. You know, he's in just like a constant state of like anger. Yeah, and it's it was kind of grating on me a little bit, um, but that movie it's a fucking classic. Super oh, yeah. bad, so good. I don't remember the last like thirty minutes because I fell asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's about all I've watched. I checked my diary. I've talked about everything. I've mostly just been watching The Simpsons and playing Pokemon. So that's it for me. Anything else you want to throw out there? Hmm. Oh, I did finish The Affair. I don't think I've ever talked about The Affair. Mm-mm. The show, uh, Stars? Se- secretly watching it on <laughs> yeah. Showtime. Is that the Showtime. one with uh, Dominic yeah. West? Mm-hmm. Dominic West. Yeah. yeah. From The Wire. Yeah. How is it? I like it. Yeah. A lot. Good finale. Um, it's it, over now? Yeah. I think five seasons in total. 
it kind of follows the same trajectory as most TV shows where the first few are really good and then it kind of dips a bit. Uh, luckily, they didn't drag it out like six or seven seasons. It's definitely one of those shows that like the first or second season, you're like, how are they going to keep fucking doing this? Because like, this is it, right? But they find a way to like keep it going. And it's somewhat interesting in like seasons three and four and even five. But I think they did a pretty good job of wrapping it up. But it, it's a good show. I don't have Showtime, so. Mm. But Ray Donovan's back. I, I love that that show. Season seven yet? But... Wait, you actually watched that show? Yeah, we've talked about this before. You're one of the only people in the world. Yeah, there have been so many movies and TV shows that like. Have you noticed this? Ray Donovan is like the butt of a joke. Like late night television, they just make jokes. Like who the fuck is Ray Donovan? Like I think it's some uh, comedian. He has a bit about Ray Donovan and he's like what even is he I have no idea the show's been on for years and I don't know what Do Ray you know Donovan he is? is he's like a mob fixer or yeah, something right yeah he's a fixer yeah I know that much but yeah, it's just it's, one of those shows that I'm I don't know anybody that watches it you it's, I, I it's forgot good, that you watch it it is good it's got a good cast of characters it's kind of got the same vibe as like the Sopranos where He's still all about his family, but yet he like neglects them and like is always doing his own thing. But if things ever get too bad, he's always there to save the day. Um, but yeah, it's got it's got John Voight in it. He plays his dad, which is awesome. He's got some good scenes or episodes. Yeah, um, it's good. I don't know. It's one of those shows I like just kind of throw on, but it's good. My stepmom's the one who recommended it to me. <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've been watching. I haven't been watching much TV outside of Mando. Mando. Cool. Been trying to watch, uh, doing end of year cramming, best of decade cramming, lots of cramming. Yeah, it's <laughs> December. If I'm the closest I've ever been to meeting my movie goal, because my goal is to watch 182 movies I've never seen before, and I'm the closest I've ever been, but I'm still like 50 behind. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I'm like 40 behind. So I have to... Like one a day? More than one a day. Well, yeah. <laughs> Better find some short ones. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, so anyway, that's going to do it for this week's show. I do want to plug our last episode, The Irishman, because it has hit Netflix now. Right. came out the day before Thanksgiving. So I knew there was a reason why we saw it early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Check her out if you have now seen The Irishman. Have you seen all the jokes on Twitter and stuff about like people saying watching uh, the Irishman the way Scorsese intended in twenty minute chunks at the airport <laughs> like that kind of thing? No, I haven't. People seen are any making of that. all sorts of jokes like oh, the way Scorsese intended it. It sounds like the consensus is like it's low, it's slow, it's it's long, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I don't yeah. even think it's slow. I don't think it's that slow, but I mean it's 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 long. Like um, yeah, because objectively you know, yeah it's three like, and a half hours long yeah but it didn't necessarily like feel long or feel slow so check out the episode to hear our full thoughts next episode i'm hoping tom will be back we haven't really talked about it but uh marriage story that's gotta be one of them i'm seeing queen and slim that'll be easy show. yeah i've heard there's some backlash on queen and slim too of course mm -hmm. <laughs> um i'll probably try and check that out i've been looking at what else is like as far as coming to theaters I'm curious about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. 
Um, nah. But I don't think anyone's really going to want to hear us talk about that movie. So no. I might see it, but I don't know if we're going to want to make it a if, uh, featured review. If Waves doesn't hit an AMC theater, are you going to pony up? For the episode? Are you going to like go see it at the Egyptian or Cinemark? Um, I will make sure I see it before... Come hell or high water? Yeah. Before <laughs> we do the episode, I will see it. I don't know. Maybe you can go over to your parents' house and watch a shitty... Yeah, get a cam, <laughs> a cam <laughs> stream. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm trying to look at... There will be stuff trickling out, because it's that time of year where they got to get it in for Oscar contention. Yeah. So, But Marriage Story, for sure, that'll be an easy one, because it's on Netflix. And yep. I'm fucking hyped on that one. Oh, yeah. People are losing their goddamn minds over that thing. Um, where's the report? Is that it's already that, on Prime? That came and go, came and went, and now it's on Prime. Yeah, it had a very sh- like small or short theatrical run. I want to check that out. Yeah, it seems like one of those movies that like not really interested in, kind of like in the dark water category. But that one looks less interesting than Dark Waters. But I mainly, I'm definitely gonna watch it because it's a uh, end of the year type movie but uh and for adam driver but beyond that not that interested this guy the guy who made the report he wrote a bunch of um fucking hack prolific iphone director soderbergh soderbergh oh. the guy who wrote and directed the report he wrote uh, iphone prolific hack <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Informant, Contagion, Side Effects, The Laundromat. Mm. He wrote all of those screenplays, but he wrote and directed the report, it looks like. So anyway. it's going to be like on the level of Soderbergh's movies, but just not as good as directed. Cool. The thing about Soderbergh <laughs> is that his ceiling is four stars, but his floor is like two and a half. You know what I mean? Like The guy knows how to make a movie. But yeah. Some people do love him, though. I don't understand. I don't get it either. I haven't seen a single movie of his that I've like fallen in love with. Same. Logan Lucky might be favorite. my favorite. <laughs> like, honestly. Although I haven't but seen... again, it. that's probably, what, a four-star movie? Yeah, that's a four-star <laughs> yeah. movie. Although I haven't seen Out of Sight. I know people love it. I thought you watched it and said you didn't like I it. I rented it. Oh. And I didn't watch it. Did I, I say I watched sworn it? you said you watched it on the show, and you're like, movie's overrated, movie sucks. No, I, didn't, I super didn't watch it. Oh, okay. I, I might have lied, though. It is streaming somewhere. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I might just, out of shame, I might have been like, yeah, you know. That fine. might be his best, but. Not much competition. Definitely not. I do want to rewatch Traffic. That's been a while. That's yeah, I've never seen Traffic. That's one of his, like, better movies. But the, the stuff he's done the last, like, 10 or 15 years or so, probably Logan Lucky. I like Unsane. <laughs> that's, that's another four-star was, movie. Not a four star. I gave it four That's stars. A, that is maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back in a couple weeks with or without Tom, with or without someone else. We will see. The show must go on. But we will be back. We shall return. We got, what, six weeks until uh, best of the year episode? That's what I've been waiting for. So I'm assuming we're going to do... Maybe best of the year and then the next episode, maybe do best of the decade. I'm down. Yeah. I love doing lists. So. I know. From here on <laughs> out, let's just do list episodes. <laughs> um, so anyway, we will be back 
Bear story at the very least. We'll see what else. But thank you for listening. We shall return. Peace.